Wendy Williams in her Halloween garb passing out on live television, plus John Kelly not quite knowing why the Civil War was the Civil War, and maybe 200 people killed at a North Korea nuclear test site. Those three stories, while very big this week, did not quite break into the top 10 for our podcast. So what stories were on top? Spoiler alert, we did have some super stories with some merging this week, so we'll tell you about that and all the other stories in this week's weekly wrap-up podcast from thisisaconversation.com. This is the week ending November 4th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, your host for this podcast from thisisaconversation.com. And what we do at that said website is post some of the best conversations that are out there on the web for you to interact with. We post headlines and stories and links to things via our social media feeds and the website for you to like, love, click, respond, hate, whatever you want to do with them. And at the end of the week, we tally up which ones get the best response, the most response, the greatest raid in some cases. And we tell you what comes out in the top 10 from how we do this. Now, you can follow us along and see how things are going and, of course, interact to get your votes in by just simply following us on social media and interacting as the stories come down. Twitter, we are at TH underscore conversation. And on Facebook, look for This is the Conversation. And of course, make sure you set it so we are in your feed as a default setting so that we pop up naturally in your feed throughout the day. We post things all times of day, 24-7, middle of night sometimes, early morning sometimes, based on how the stories come down, based on how we just schedule things. And sometimes it all comes down to timing in stories. And that's the big kind of thing for this week. We had a lot of stories that had odd timing that turned out to be interconnected so we did some super work this week we had some super stories some other stories in top 10 have been bundled together to make larger response on a total whole for the story however it didn't really change very much in the way of the story make it into where it was all the stories that we combined were in the top 10 anyway we just combined all the multiple stories so it wouldn't take up uh, the bulk of the time in fact we had about five to seven different stories we have three super stories uh with seven different headlines that would have dominated the top 10 uh, so we went ahead and made them all together so as we just said just go to social media follow us at this is a conversation.com on our main website or our social media sites at twitter or not our social media sites or but on social media and twitter at th underscore conversation and on facebook this is a conversation and you can vote for your choice to get in the top 10 every week of course remember you can always go to the website and as soon as we post the the results for the top 10 sometimes earlier than as before we have the podcast out you'll have a chance to put these same stories in order that you believe from top to bottom the top 10 stories in the rankings games for a chance to win a gift card so check that out at this is a conversation.com slash rankings. Now, let's get into the stories so we can tell you about the top 10, which is why you really are here for this part of the podcast. Oh, by the way, we have a great guest scheduled for today. We're going to speak to Dave Jackson or the Dave Jackson or a podcast award winning podcaster Dave Jackson, however you want to call him. He is the uh, man behind the school of podcasting and a lot of various other podcasts that help people get into podcasting. And he is a integral part of the reason why this podcast exists and all my podcasts exist. So I'm glad to talk to one of my internet heroes today and hopefully he'll give you something if you are into podcasting and doing your own that will get you started. Meanwhile, 
he says he's not a big news guy, so we're going to tease him when we play the brackets in a bit. But first, let's go ahead and get into the top ten for this week. And this is a story that really surprised me and made it into the top ten. By the way, we have a lot of sports in the top ten this week. It just sort of happened when we did the super com- super combinations of things. A lot of sports stories found their ways into the top, so it worked out that way. So our number ten story for this week starts off with the Cleveland Browns, believe it or not, and Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, who had been banned from the NFL a couple times, essentially was just riding out his current suspension banishment, has been reinstated into the league. Now, he'll be eligible to play again in Week 13, and his rights still belong to the Cleveland Browns. There are rumors about trying to trade him away, trying to do something with him to get something out of him, something of worth to get him out of Cleveland. Cleveland has enough issues right now just being a horrible team. They don't need a horrible team and a bad guy back on the team. But Josh Gordon, who's been out for quite some bit, will be back and eligible to play in a few weeks in the NFL. Whether he plays and where he plays will be the big question. Jumping to the number nine story this week, this story gets a jump in the response from you of 11.49%, about 11.5% more response for number nine than number 10. And this is a theme that will reoccur here in the top 10 and will reoccur for weeks for sure. This is the one in line we had on this one, but there were a few more that popped up throughout the weeks in this person. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman was accused of repeatedly groping a 17-year-old and the, back in 1985 on a movie set. And this has turned into a larger issue as all these things are coming through with what's being called the Weinstein effect or Weinstein effect, however you want to pronounce the man's last name. Harvey Weinstein, of course, uh, has been outed for uh, sexually assaulting and just being uh, sexually aggressive towards many women over about a 35, 40-year career in movies. And because of that, the tum- the dominoes are falling all over in all industries, people in various industries, including the news media industry on both sides. We've already know about issues at Fox News. Now some other uh, organizations, more liberal, having the same issues. And many other actors are falling prey to both being accused of doing misdeeds and speaking about misdeeds that may have happened to them both male and female basically no one is immune to what's going on in this area now this one is dustin hoffman specific and a few more stories went out about this incident itself and other incidents from other people as what happens one person comes out other people then start coming out but dustin hoffman is caught into the net and this one he's a number nine story from our countdown uh, accused of repeatedly groping a 17 year old girl on a movie set back in 1985 the number eight story gets a slight bump in reaction, only about 2% more reaction than the number nine story. And this is a one of the super ones, but not one of the greater ones. But it already was enough to get into the top ten. And this is one of the last stories to basically get in, popping in literally last night, early this morning. Now, yesterday, for about 11 minutes, real Donald Trump, the Donald Trump um, Twitter account, was down. 11 minutes. For some reason, it just could not be accessed. The POTUS account was fine, but the Donald Trump actual verified personal account, the one he actually tweets to, is well, was down for about 11 minutes. After the internet went crazy for said 11 minutes, uh, they got it back up. Real Donald Trump was back live. I'm not sure what he may have or may not have tweeted in 11 minutes, but for 11 minutes, you could not access that Twitter account. Twitter that night immediately said there was human error that caused the glitch, so they were investigating. The investigation continued until early this morning, and we know what the problem was. An employee on their last day at Twitter decided to knock off the Twitter account before he walked out the door. 
and that's what happened. So when no one was looking, a last-day employee thinking he was either being a hero or just didn't quite care flipped the switch and disabled the Trump personal account for the 11 minutes it took people to figure out that it was off. They turned it back on. All is great. And, of course, the president, as we were taping this on Friday, the 3rd of November, went on a crazy tweet storm before getting on a plane headed off to Asia for an 18-day trip. So uh, he spent the morning talking about everything he he couldn't say in that 11 minutes and not the uh, trip to Asia that he's literally on the way to right now. So President Trump lost his Twitter access by, quote-unquote, accident by one guy who people are calling a true hero. (laughs) yesterday now the number seven story that gets a jump of 12.12 percent in reaction from the eight story ezekiel elliott well we told you there's a lot of football in this thing ezekiel elliott is getting out of the football game for a few games he has a six game suspension that's been kind of wavering for a while while he was waiting for some appeals to go through the appeals have been essentially denied the preliminary injunction say that three times fast was denied by a court so they can quote unquote start the clock on a six game suspension early this week the clock will officially start in a suspension this week as the cowboys practice without elliot this season or this this weekend for the for, for so far this season elliot's not doing as hot as he was last season as a rookie however his rookie counterpart at the quarterback position, Dak Prescott, is doing just as well, if not better. So things are going okay so far for the Cowboys. Although Ezekiel Elliott's still a good weapon for the Cowboys, this weekend and for the next six weekends, he will not be very effective, which means he's going to miss the Thanksgiving game, which is kind of the really sad part about this because, you know, I like the Thanksgiving game. But Ezekiel Elliott sitting for six games as of right now, unless something happens to intervene in that suspension. We won't go into why the suspension is in place this time. We've overdone that, trust me. The number six story, which has a 10.8% jump in response from the seven story. Another football story, another very late story in the week happening yesterday afternoon. And we didn't get it posted until yesterday evening, but that many people were really into it. And it's very odd that this story here about Houston, a Houston sports team, In the top 10, we didn't even have a story on the World Series, and we even super-storied that one, and it didn't quite make the top 10 or even top 15, to be honest. But Houston Texans quarterback, that's the football team for the NFL, Deshaun Watson, the rookie who's right now leading in scoring and doing all kind of rookie awesome things, tore his ACL in practice, tore his ACL in a non-contact drill, essentially just kind of running around, and it just popped. He is done for the season. Season injuring, season ending ACL surgery for rookie sensations at Sean Watson. Just won a uh, won a Heisman Trophy last season, and of course season or season before last season. Last season he is the national champion for college football. This season he's looking to make the Houston Texans a contender. They already lost uh, J.J. Watt for the season, breaking his leg. Now ACL, essentially broken leg for Deshaun Watson. He's done for the season. Uh, By the way, because we can't get away from Colin Kaepernick news, the Houston Texans did not even contact Colin Kaepernick for applying for a backup position for this football team now that they needed a quarterback. They signed someone else, but it was not Colin Kaepernick. Just had to throw that out there because we do that around here. Number five story, uh, number five story, uh, that's got a response to jump about 20%, 20 20.5%. And uh, this is doctors trying to save Bears tight end Zach Miller's leg in emergency surgery. Now, last Sunday, there was a football game with the Bears where Zach Miller caught a ball and then just 
collapsed. He couldn't even hold on to the ball. He was catching the ball for what seemed like a routine play and making his way into the end zone. But he, as he reached for the ball, his leg just fell from under him. He was carted out. He in serious condition. And doctors were working to literally save his leg uh, from um, from the injury. It no, I don't have in the story here uh, exactly what the what the what the actual diagnosis was. So I apologize for that. And of course, they're trying to keep things going much quicker. But another football story, another injury story, and unfortunately, another leg injury story it seems to be a big thing for the NFL. A lot of people dealing with a lot of injuries in the league. A lot of teams have a lot of question marks on what they're doing next because of so many injuries to key players. Zach Miller, one of the top tight ends in the league right now, definitely one of the Bears' shining stars with Bears not having very much to look forward to for their season. Him going down in the middle of the game in such a weird way is such a just heartache for Chicago fans and football fans alike. Now, the number four story, uh, that got a jump in response just slightly from the number five story, just 1.36%. Steve Harvey's ratings for his new talk show, Steve, have been tanking due to his meeting with Donald Trump in January. Now, let's go back to January and newly uh, elected or soon-to-be president Donald Trump hanging out in Trump Tower, meeting with people just in general, just kind of getting to know people now that he's going to be president in a bit. One of those key meetings happened with Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey who had to deal with a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, a lot of heartburn, if you can say, uh, from people who weren't so happy about that. He had to do a big mea culpa explanation of it on his radio show where he, he when he was still on still on vacation after the meeting calling into his show to s- explain what it was and it was a pretty good explanation if donald trump's the man in power then you want to talk to the man in power and that's what he did steve harvey with a lot of influence in the business now and a lot of influence in the community wanted to get a chance to talk to the man in power he was the, the meeting was offered he met up with them uh, the details are kind of weird, you know, the fact that, you know, he's going to hook him up with um, HUD Secretary Ben Carson. There was some stuff about uh, Jim Brown, who, of course, had a meeting with Trump as well. So it was kind of a token-ish, if you can see that from my perspective, token-ish meeting. And because there's a lot of people who are in Steve's demographic, i.e. African-American people, who aren't so thrilled with Trump in general and very much not so now, People are doing the boycott thing, unofficially, officially, whatever. And a lot of people aren't liking Steve's new show. Then again, there are some people who just aren't liking Steve's new show based on a lot of things Steve has done on his way out from his other things. He's essentially moved out of his properties in Chicago and in Atlanta where he was taping a lot of things and thrown everything out in Los Angeles. It's easier to get guests to Los Angeles, so he's he's basically funneled all his operations in Los Angeles, meaning some people lost some jobs. He also wasn't all that nice going out the door. There was that letter he wrote last year in HR, which basically said, do not look me in the eye, do not talk to me, do not deal with me. So Steve Harvey's not doing so great in the PR department as a boss and because a lot of people aren't liking his association and loose association with Donald Trump. Some people aren't going to his livelihood that's watching one of his shows. Now, he's on TV like all the time. He's on a bunch of different shows, so no one's really saying that the other shows are totally affected. But his new talk show, which was revamped and redone in Los Angeles in a new style, isn't doing so well. And part of the blame is going to Donald Trump. The number three story this week, this gets a jump, another slight jump at 2% for the responses. This was a shooting in Colorado that left three deads at a Walmart in Colorado. Now, this is a fairly simple, fairly easy-to-go-through story. 
a person disgruntled goes to a Walmart and shoots up the Walmart, killing three people. That should be pretty straightforward. What we don't have, or we didn't have, I should say, is a lot of response from a large level, a national level, on something like this. This is getting the same sort of response that's fairly lukewarm uh, as the Las Vegas shooting got initially uh, in going on. And, of course, this will mean more when we get to our top story in just a moment because you'll see a bit of a contrast of something that happened uh, this week and happened this month in the timeline. You can see how things aren't getting the response that some people believe they should be getting from the upper levels of our administration. However, this one real quickly, and I don't have the full details except for the headline here, but a shooting at a Colorado Walmart left three dead uh, this week, and it was something that did catch national news, catch, catch national attention, got a lot of action on social media. It is our top, our number three story this week, so it got a lot of response from you out there in our social media feeds. Uh, but for the right reasons, it's a tragedy that happened. But for some of the wrong reasons, it got lumped into another incident happening uh, that just showed some contrast in how things are actually dealt with. A number two story of the week is a super story. Uh, the merging of the stories we had, we had one, two, three different headlines that were combined to make this the number two story. It was already essentially the number three story, at least by the straight numbers, but it popped up to two with the extra super pushed to it. And with that, it has a 98.3% reaction jump from the three to the two. Now, remember, this were three stories. Two of these stories were in the top 10. One was in top 15. It just pushed it all into the second spot, and it is the second spot, and we'll explain the um, significance of that in a moment with the number one story as well. But what we have is Netflix canceling House of Cards. Now, completely. Netflix had House of Cards in the middle of tape in its sixth season. Going back to the beginning of the story, Kevin Spacey was accused by actor Anthony Rapp, who the only thing I actually remember him from is from Rent. Uh, Anthony Rapp accused Kevin Spacey of sexual misconduct when he was 14. Anthony Rapp, very much an adult now in the 30s or 40s, uh, but he accused him with all the Weinstein effect stuff. He accused him of this back when he was 14. Kevin Spacey sort of apologized and said, oh, by the way, I'm gay. There you go. But no, it doesn't end there. First, the House of Cards production was suspended based on some of the um, Kevin Spacey blowback in the allegations. And then, of course, they just canceled it outright. Well, that's not true. First, they said it'll be over after season six. Then they halted the production of season six. Then they canceled season six, completely the show. And now, because of the allegations, uh, been done, there's some more reporting going out there. And we're hearing more stories about the set of House of Cards, specifically the fact that Kevin Spacey was doing this sort of stuff in the here, in the now, being an executive producer and the star of the show. And essentially, he made working on this show, which was very popular, made people a lot of money, a hostile environment to be there. It's one of those things where it's good to be where the money is, but sometimes it doesn't feel so great, and that's what working on a house of cards is. It's a weird show based on a very despicable character, oddly enough, a very despicable character that finds its way into the White House. But there were cries for the show to go on with Kevin Spacey essentially dying somewhere in the storyline and his wife in the movie, in the, in the show, taking over as President of the United States because apparently she's just as conniving as he is. But the show officially dead 
by Netflix. Season five is the end. Whatever cliffhangers were in season five, never watched the show, will stay that way. And the number one story is a super story as well. We combined three headlines to make this up. It was already the number one story by one headline and number three story at least by the second headline. Uh, but it's this, it's the tragedy that happened in New York City on Halloween night. Um, the initial headline, well, initial two headlines. That's what what threw it off because there was response. There were reports of shooting near the World Trade Center, and there was reports of a vehicle incident near the World Trade Center. So headlines aside, I'm going to just go through the storyline. A man named Seifulo Sapavov, a native of Uzbekistan, I believe, who's been in the United States based on a visa that he received many, many years ago. So he's been here in the States for a while and was actually radicalized into radical Islam and wanted to do his thing for ISIS over the past couple of years. He's been planning some sort of attack for about a year. In the last couple of months, he decided he was going to do the truck thing. And he actually rented a truck a week ago to test out driving a, a, a similar truck. He went to Home Depot in New Jersey on on Tuesday, rented a truck, and an hour later, he knew a spot on a bike path in lower Manhattan that wasn't barricaded. So it was open so cars can get in and do maintenance on the side of the road in that one spot. But the rest of it, rest of the path was essentially carting off from, from the street or from the area. The one area where it was open... He pulled in, drove down the wrong way in the bike path, mowing over bicyclists and runners and, and, and all whatnot, injuring about 17, 18 at the time of the attack as listed. Some people had wounds that weren't so bad or, or weren't very injured, so they left the scene. But about 17, 18 people actually going to the hospital, eight people dying in the incident, and of course, only ending this rampage by crashing into a bus because he intended on driving all the way from where he was to the Brooklyn Bridge in this one truck. He jumped out of the truck and, and brandished some guns. He was shot at by some officers who were at the school um, dealing with another incident when they got the call about the traffic incident, and they were there on the scene. He was shot in the abdomen and has lived and is spilling his guts all about how proud he is of his ISIS stuff. ISIS at this point, of course, taking responsibility because they're proud of what he did as well because they're ISIS. Inside the truck were plenty of knives to, to go stabbing at people, but he jumped out with a pellet gun and a paintball gun. Not, not real guns per se, but just brandishing guns. I'm not sure what was going to happen. He was probably just spooked by the fact that he crashed so so quickly into his rampage that he just wanted to kind of make a show at it. Uh, we will see what's happening with uh, Mr. Sapoff. This, of course, has sparked off lots of tweets and lots of talks and a lot of things from the president on banning Muslims and fighting ISIS and those kind of type of things and the justice system not working fast enough, even though the guy was caught within 10 minutes and he's only had about 12 hours in the system before he complained about the system. And meanwhile, nothing was said about the Colorado shooting at Walmart of what just seeming like just a random guy who had random guns who didn't had it who had a beef with someone. It's also uh, something to note that October first was the day we had the Las Vegas shooting. In that shooting, we had one man firing off thousands of rounds based off of uh, a thing called a bump stock, and there was no talk whatsoever about gun control at that time because the president said this is not the time to have that discussion. Yet, apparently, this is the time to send one terrorist to Gitmo to hide away in the, for, in the middle of nowhere and essentially get treated 
like you know, like 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 royalty because you got to treat your prisoners and prisoners of war in such a sense than to treat him like a criminal and get him through the system because the president wanted to call him a prisoner of war. The president, of course, who did not serve any time in the military, not quite down with what a prisoner of war actually is. Of course, he's not quite down with what a lot of things tend to be in the system, but he is the president. By the way, he's on a trip. As we speak right now, he is flying to, as I tape right now, he's flying to Asia for a trip, 14 or 18 days, a long trip in Asia to talk to a lot of people, including a trip through South Korea. We'll see how that one goes. So those are the top 10 stories for this week from 10 to 1. The number one story, of course, the police responding to the truck incident killing eight people in lower Manhattan. That one from the 10 story had a 709% jump in reaction. So that many more people. However, it is a combination. This combination headline is three headlines. So it was the top story already. It's that much bigger because of how we we put it together to be honest by the way we had 84 stories this week in the countdown if you will the top story from 1 to 84 the response was 13 13,980% yes that many more times from the number 84 story we'll tell you about that story when we get into the also rants but coming up in just a bit we're going to talk to Mr. Dave Jackson and talk about podcasting talk about new stuff talk about Cleveland because that's my name, and he's from Cleveland. There you go. That's coming up in just a bit on the weekly wrap-up podcast from thisisconversation.com. The Conversation Survey Panel is an awesome thing. I'm not just saying it because I run it. I'm saying it because it is. For those who like doing online surveys and those who are confused from their survey companies, here's a little bit of inside uh, dirt for you. There's only about five different major online companies doing this thing. However, they split themselves up at least five ways each way. So it seems like there's 25 to 30 different companies out there doing the same surveys. When in actuality, there's only about five, and they're setting you up for the same survey from different companies. And you can unqualify yourself just by joining to a, joining one company and doing a survey from other things. If we send you a survey from our survey panel, you're not unqualified. You get paid for doing the survey. We are one group doing one group for people who contact us directly to talk about politics, talk about policy, talk about neighborhoods, talk about people, talk about products. If we send you a survey and you fill it out, we'll get you paid via PayPal within about a week of the ending of the survey. Now, like we say, we're not going to get you rich, but we're going to make sure you know that you are a part of the process. You get a chance to let your opinions known to people who matter, and we make sure they know that you matter because we make sure you get compensated for it. Be a part by just simply going to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel. Thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel. Do a quick survey there. Every so often we'll send you a survey that we tell you won't pay you, but we're looking for information and demographics there to put in for other surveys. But if we send you a survey with a dollar amount to be paid, we will pay you that survey upon completion. Find out more at thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel. I'm a little 
little giddy today because we have coming in just a minute Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting and Asic Podcast Coach and plenty of other great podcasts he does out there. He has been teaching podcasting for over a decade and, of course, teaching for even longer than that. And he is integral in getting this podcast in all of my podcasts on the air, the air, I guess, if you will, for just giving out the information he does. And School of Podcasting, also one of the best bets and the best deals you can get for people who have no idea what they want to do in the world of getting online and getting podcasting. So I'll let him talk all that stuff. But all gushing aside, the School of Podcasting is a mission for him. And I started the interview by just asking him, why does the School of Podcasting exist? Well, it scratches about every itch I have. I am kind of a geek, so I get to build websites and play with uh, technology. My background's in training, so I get to help people. And it's you can be as creative as you want. So that's my three biggest itches that I have. So I just love the fact that uh, I get to do all those things at one time. Now, one thing you do that you tell us not to do is you do many, many, many podcasts, some of them infrequent, some of them not so infrequent. How can a person like me who's trying to do too many podcasts actually learn to manage their workflow other than stop doing so many podcasts? Yeah, the biggest thing I do is I use Evernote like every single day. So if I have an idea or something that comes along, I'm like, ooh, this would be good for the podcast. I put that into Evernote, and then I basically have blocks of time set apart for me to record. So when it's time to record, I open up Evernote and see what I'm going to talk about. And from there, I start organizing my thoughts a little more, kind of sharpening the the axe a little bit. And then it's record and and publish and type and go. The other thing, I was at an event in Nashville, and they said, if you're going to start a podcast, you have to stop doing something else in most cases. So for me, that's sleep in many cases. And another case, I don't want a lot. I don't watch a lot of TV. I used to in the past, but I don't anymore because I'm, I'm working on other things. So hopefully you'll have enough knowledge when we get to the brackets because there's a lot of TV stuff, a lot of sports stuff. Uh, yeah. And so and there is one that may hit close to home. There is a Cleveland-ish thing in there. So uh, yeah, okay. may, maybe that'll get catch up to you. Anything big you got going on you want to talk about real quick before we get into the brackets? Um, if you want to start a podcast in January, I'm, I have a site now, Podcasting in Six Weeks. So if you're looking for somebody to just walk you through the whole process, that is something I haven't done in about four years, and I've had some people say, you should bring that back. So I am. So if you're looking for group coaching on that, that's something that's new and exciting. And I can tell you from a fact, I'm not a School of Podcasting subscriber, but I've been following you on various places, including Ask the Podcast Coach on Saturday mornings and getting all the information there. So for the stuff you give for free is amazing. So, of course, if one day I find a couple extra coins, I'll definitely drop them into your bucket to uh, keep things going. Thanks. appreciate that. All right, so let's go ahead and do my silly little brackets game. Are you ready for it, Mr. Jackson? I am ready. Okay, so let me re-explain it for the folks listening. What we have are the top ten news stories, which we just heard in the first segment of the show. You, of course, have no idea what these stories are, correct? Correct. And I'm going to provide to you in a bracket style, much like March Madness, two at a time, where you can choose one to move ahead to the next round, one that you might want to talk about. And since there are five groupings in the first round, you have a chance to scratch one grouping, or, of course, the fourth ones get scratched automatically if you pick the first four. Does that sound plausible? Does that sound okay? Oh, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and do this. And so they have been re-ranked. They're not in number one to ten order, uh, in an outside order. And, of course, this week we had some what I call super ones where we combined 
a couple headlines that went through this week to make larger numbers to make a combined story. So the first one is a super one plus a not so super one. The first one is the um, the incident that happened on Halloween where the man drove the truck down the bike path in Lower Manhattan, killing eight people. The second story, the number four story of the week, is Steve Harvey's ratings tanking after his meeting with Donald Trump way back in January. Which one of these stories would you possibly like to talk about, or you want to scratch this one right off the bat? Boy, that's a good question. Because uh, I don't know what else is coming. I hate to use my scratch <laughs> and then go, oh, I should have brought it back. Um, Remember, you're gonna, you can get a chance to eliminate the sh- as go along, so the next okay. batch may eliminate from there. So, All right, I, I would scratch either i'd scratch them both okay. if i could do that all right we're gonna that means you got to deal with something that's coming up let's see how right. this goes the number two story this week another super one which basically surrounds kevin spacey and all things kevin spacey including um the allegations his coming out that happened and of course his show getting canceled because of the allegations and him coming out the number seven story this week is ezekiel elliott who of course was deemed to start his his punishment, his six-game suspension, by court injunction, even though that got switched up later in the day. Which one you will talk about, Netflix and Kevin Spacey or Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys? Boy, both of those are good. Um, let, let's go with the Cowboys. All right, we're moving Ezekiel forward. We're going on to the next two groupings are the number eight story and the number ten story. Number eight story came in literally last minute where – Donald Trump's Twitter account was deactivated for about 11 minutes last night. We found out it was because of a departing employee on his last day flipping a switch and heading out the door. Or Josh Gordon of the Browns, you may know of that team, is now eligible to play or at least come back into the league as of more or less right now. He can play in Week 13, and he's still owned by the Cleveland Browns. Which one of those stories would you like to pass along? Let's talk Josh Gordon. Oh, wow. Okay. He's a big idiot. Okay. I like this. All right, so the next grouping is number five and nine stores this week. Number five, Bears tight end Zach Miller's leg injury and the emergency surgery came from last week's game where he dropped the ball as his leg collapsed from under him. I told you there's a lot of football, a lot of folks getting hurt. Yeah. And number nine is Dustin Hoffman being accused of groping a 17-year-old back in 1985. A lot of that this week, unfortunately, as well. Which one of those stories would you like to pass along? Let's go with Dustin Hoffman just to get away from football. <laughs> okay. Well, we're not quite done for football yet because right. now we have the six and the three where Deshaun Watson from the Texans, of course, tears his ACL in practice. He's done for the season. And the shooting at the Colorado Walmart, leaving three dead a few days ago. Which one of those two would you want one to pass along? Oh, let's talk a little Walmart, shall we? All right, let's do that. Now we're going to get a chance to eliminate between Ezekiel Elliott's story and Josh Gordon's story. Ooh, let's go. Jo- let's keep Josh. Okay. Now we're I know nobody. I know everybody. I know Ezekiel is much more popular, but I, I, you'd be surprised. A lot of people jumped on the Josh Gordon story and the Dustin Hoffman versus Colorado Walmart shooting. Which one of those will That's advance? That's a toughie. Two really. Uh, Let's go Dustin Hoffman. So that means you choose between, and you can actually talk about both of them, but the main story is either Josh Gordon back in the NFL, maybe, or Dustin Hoffman, him getting in the Weinstein treatment, being accused of something from back in 1985. Boy, that's a toughie. That really is. 
Uh, let's go with Josh Gordon. So your top story this week, and you being a man from Ohio, a man yeah. from Cleveland, and that's my real middle name, so I get a lot of love for Cleveland. Uh, you're saying that Josh Gordon being reinstated, Josh Gordon, his list of antics are many, got himself suspended for a second time officially from the NFL. The league now says he can come back to play. His rights still owned by the Cleveland Browns, and he can suit up by week 13 if somebody's ready for him or somebody wants to take him. Dave Jackson, what are your thoughts on Mr. Josh Gordon? Well, he is a bit of an idiot, being somebody who's, who's watched him come here. He's, he's so talented. That's the part that's really frustrating. He's a really talented athlete, or at least he was. But he's always, I think it's drinking. I think the other one was pot. He just can't seem to, to keep himself clean. So I'd be interested to see him come back, number one, because right now Cleveland might have a good quarterback. They just need, I mean, literally we are hitting people in the hands every week and they're dropping them. We really need a good receiver. So it's a, it's a little bit selfish of me, but I would say, no, no, let's, let's let Josh suit up again in, in Cleveland just to watch him. He's, he's probably going to fall down again. Who knows? Maybe he learned his lesson. It's hard to say. But um, I think everybody deserves I think he's got two strikes on him, you know, so let's give him his third strike. And at that point, he hasn't learned anything. I don't know that anybody would. I mean, look at Johnny Manziel uh, to stick with Cleveland football. This is a guy that came in and just had one strike, two strike, three. He had like five strikes, and eventually the league just doesn't want to hire you. So uh, I would I would say, you know, see what kind of shape he's in, which right now the bar is so low in Cleveland. <laughs> we will take anybody who can catch a ball. You know, and if he, you know, is up to the same old shenanigans, then he's done with the league. I don't think anybody would touch him. But right now, I think Cleveland's his only hope because I don't know who else is going to touch him. And then you'd have to somehow buy out his contract or something. But in the, the deadline's already over for trading, so I'm saying I'm saying let him suit up and see what happens. Okay, and I'll let you get a minute or so in on the second story, which you chose down to be Dustin Hoffman's accusation. But you can take it a bit higher if you want to. All these names, all these people, so many sides, after, um, oddly enough, a Hollywood producer uh, falls and then everyone seems to fall around him. What's the deal with them going back so far, I would say, with Dustin Hoffman? So many people are coming out of the woodwork with old accusations. Kevin Spacey's was was a long time ago and this one as well. Uh, How far do you think this thing's going to go? It's going to be interesting because I think the other thing that's going to start coming out is Corey, I forget his name, he was a child actor, he's another guy. It's been actually naming names. Corey Feldman. Just, Corey Feldman was saying the big problem isn't not that sexual assault isn't bad in, in any kind of flavor, but his whole thing is there's a lot of pedophilia going on, and if people are getting hit on when they're 14, that's pretty doggone close anyway. I'll be interested to see where it does stop because it just seems to be, you know, a lot of people are worried to bring this up because they're going to drag you through the the coals and fire to try to discredit you. So I think that's why a lot of people don't come out when they are assaulted. And I, it, I'm with you. It just seems like every time you turn around, everybody's groping somebody 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So the part I'm worried about now is, seeing this is where it's a really touchy subject, there might be somebody who wants to get in front of the camera and will just say, well, I was assaulted too. I don't know. That, that would be a pretty horrible person. But I've heard of some really weird stories of what people will do in Hollywood to get in front of a camera and to get their name out there. So I, I hope that is not the case. I, I kind of want to know, like, what does it take for somebody to get a headline? I saw where Danny, some, the guy that was in that 70s show, and he, he also was with uh, Ashton Kutcher, he has like four allegations against him of rape. And I'm like, what, what's the evidence? 
you know, that somebody has to have before you can start calling them a rapist. It's kind of a, a weird little dance there because on one hand, you don't want to throw that word around, uh, you know, without thinking about it. And on the other hand, you don't want to hinder anybody from who, who's actually been sexually assaulted from bringing their case forward. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all kind of falls out and where people land. I think it's interesting with the Kevin Spacey one, the Netflix went from, hey, this is the last season, to, hey, we're just, we're canceling the show. And that makes me feel really bad for the rest of the actors, because that was a really good show, but I guess you don't want to uh, let somebody benefit who's got some serious problems, it sounds like. And and again, that's the other problem, is this is all the, the court of public opinion. We haven't heard any evidence but somebody saying, hey, this guy did this to me. So it's going to be interesting to see, I think. That's that's the part I'm worried about, is I'm not hearing any evidence besides somebody saying, this person did that, which, I guess on the other hand, what kind of evidence do you need? So I'll be interested to see how it all kind of boils down, but it's there just seems to be a ton of it. It makes me feel uh, like Hollywood is a very strange place, a very strange business to be in. So this is the Dave Jackson. He knows podcasts. He knows current events. He's, of course, now an award-winning podcaster, so congratulations on that. Thank you. And so tell us one more time how we can get a touch of you, how to get a hold of you. You just give a little shout-out for the School of Podcasting. Yeah, everything. Uh, my contact information, if you want to hear kind of what I'm about, you can visit me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. My contact information is there. And if you want to see everything I'm about, I do have a network. It's uh, powerofpodcasting.com, and you can see all the shows that I'm uh, working with. So, Dave, thanks so much for joining us for This is the Conversation's weekly wrap-up podcast. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. There are so many things I can say about Coffee for Less, and getting coffee for less is just the start. But as we change the seasons, or at least where you are, you may have changing seasons. We in Arkansas apparently went back to summer all of a sudden for the first week of November. But as the seasons do change, a great time to change out what you have in your coffee pots. A time to take away a little break from the regular coffee, going to the ciders, maybe some hot spiced teas, um, hot chocolate as well. If you want to get great drinks, whatever it is you want, strong or weak, tart or not so tart, spicy, or just a little bit on the fun side, Coffee for Less can help you out with that. It has great coffee. All the great brands you're looking for, they have them. All the pods you're looking for, they have them. And the biggest thing is they have them for a great price. And we want to help you out by getting you an even better great price. Go through our website, through our link at our website, thisistheconversation.com slash coffee for less. Or just stop by the sponsors page and click on the coffee for less. Or visit some other sponsor we have there that helps keep the lights on here. But we do, we we swear by coffee for less. That's where we get our coffee. And we run the show here basically on coffee and Halloween candy. And since Halloween candy only lasts so long, we're glad to have coffee for less as a sponsor and to be consumers of the product. That's coffee for less. Get a great deal for coffee for less by going to thisisaconversation.com slash coffee for less. Not quite keeping up with our pledge to work on our brevity this week. We apologize for that. 
but we'll get much better next week, we promise. And we're very happy to have a chance to get Dave Jackson in. So a little extra time with the interview because it was such a great interview and such a great playing of the brackets. We're getting our sea legs in on this whole game, and it's starting to come together much, much better. We thank Dave for doing a great job and just doing what you do. And, of course, I need to stop taking so long getting the first 10 out. So since we're way beyond time for allotment at this point, we're just going to go ahead and get in the last five of the top 15 and let you know about number 84 this week, the very last story on the list. And we're going to remind you next week that a lot of stories that came in late this week in the top 10, even with the super numbers, will probably be repeats for next week. They'll stretch because it stretches from basically Friday to Friday. So we'll probably see some of the early morning shows. Um, the early morning stories that came in this morning as we taped this on Friday pop in next week as fairly high actors uh, for the week but they won't be as high maybe as they were uh, starting off in today's episode but let's get through the top 15 at this point of course we went through 1 through 10 the number 11 story this week was Wendy Williams who passed out live on television she was wearing a costume a, a Statue of Liberty costume on Halloween taping her show which tapes live in the East Coast, Coast and then gets tape delayed uh, beyond that and while on the air taping live she blinked her eyes did a little dance and fell over they cut the break they came back. She was still sitting in her costume, but she apologized for passing out, saying she just got overheated in the costume, yet she continued to wear the overheating costume. That number, let's go on to the number 11 story, which has all sorts of just, uh, it's, it's hard to explain just the ire that this story brings up to me and to a lot of people it did this week. Uh, the number 11 story, number 12 story, I should say, John Kelly uh, takes heat this week for his statements on the Civil War, saying that basically the Civil War came about because of the issue of just not quite seeing eye to eye, non-compromise, essentially, what he said. The quote was, a lack of ability to compromise led to the Civil War, unquote. That's what he actually said. And, of course, he got schooled on what the Civil War was about because unless you've been under a rock for 200 years, you probably heard something about the Civil War having something to do with slavery in the southern states. Something to do with that. That's kind of how it was. Going to the number 13 story this week, up to 200 people were killed at a North Korean nuclear test site. Um, we know North Korea is doing their best to show they are a strong power with a leader that we don't want to say is crazy, but is crazy like a fox, if you will. So he's doing a lot to show that he's a big bad guy in testing nuclear weapons, and this one turned out to be deadly for many North Koreans in tests. Maybe 200 people died at a test site. Number 14 is Best Buy dropping its pricier iPhone 10 models from sales. Now, that doesn't mean they're not selling iPhone 10s or they have extra pricey iPhone 10s to sell. What they were doing was selling unlocked iPhone 10s for X's, 10s, whatever, for an extra $100 because Best Buy doesn't get a credit for selling unlocked iPhones. They only get a certain credit for selling phones via a carrier and iPhones usually don't get much of a credit because Apple runs everything and they can squeeze it out so for selling an unlocked iPhone you paid an extra hundred dollars people saw that people freaked out and people decided to freak out on Best Buy instead of just going to the Apple store and buying the same phone for a hundred dollars less therefore I the iPhone X is not on the Best Buy sales list for the unlocked version they're just not going to sell unlocked they'll sell it through the carriers and deal with it that way 
The number 15 story this week is Donald Trump, who wished the wrong person happy birthday on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter issues this week, uh, it, Donald Trump just wished the wrong guy a happy birthday on Twitter. Uh, we won't get in that because, like I said, we're very, very late into the stories today. And we had a lot of great stories I wish I could got into, but we're not going to. The number 84 story, the story that was, of course, 13,980% less popular than the number one story, which was the truck going through the bike path in New York City this week. Very tragic story. The number 84 story is a study that says just 4.8% of TV writers are black. And because we're out of time, that's all I have to say about that. Don't get a chance to really riff into that one. But maybe I'll find a way to pump this one up as a super one to last. Probably not. I don't think it has enough votes in there. And that's not the reason why it's number 84. It actually came in kind of a late story and wasn't much a big story. But it's something to think about if you're in to think about those things, which I am. But I don't have time for that today because we are so out of time. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast and the weekly wrap-up and being a part of the week we have at thisisaconversation.com. And we can make it really easy for you to be a part of this process. We do make it easy for you. You go to social media. You follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. You follow us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. Of course, make sure we're in your feed. Set us to default into your feed for our post. Or go to the website, thisistheconversation.com. As our stories come down all week long, just respond to them, like them, love them, share them, hate them, reply on them, do what you can to show that you're into it. And those stories that get the most love, find their way to the top 10 every single week. We also try to have a good interview with someone who is in the news or newsworthy or somebody tech-worthy, somebody who's interesting, and get a couple words out of them. And, of course, have them play the brackets and see what they think about current events of the week. We will keep trying that as best as possible. And, of course, you're kind of stuck with me because it's my podcast and my website. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on next week. Share it with a friend. Share it with some enemies. Share it with a few random strangers that you come across. And just be a good person. Thank you so much for being into the conversations, being into the news, and being able to look past some of the breaking news stories that don't quite go away and look for the deeper, sometimes darker, conversations going on in the headlines. Back again next week with another set of great headlines in the weekly wrap-up podcast from thisisaconversation.com.